If you take a glance at BYU's quarterback depth chart going into spring camp for BYU, there are so many guys in that room. Are really any of them a proven option, and can one of them emerge during spring camp? We're talking about that as well as BYU basketball taking on UCF. It's all ahead on Locked on Cougars. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. By way of introduction, one more time, this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, and we are brought to you today by our friends over at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com and make every moment more with FanDuel. New customer and I join, you get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, simple as that, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Let's launch right into today, to today's show, excuse me, and talk about BYU's quarterback position. Now, this is going to kick off essentially a two-week-long uh, carry up to the start of BYU spring ball. It is slated to begin February 29th and encompass the essentially the entire month of March. We will uh, break down each position group on each podcast from here on until they kick things off in early February. Uh, and today we're going to talk, as you might expect, about BYU's quarterbacks to get things going. Now, Quarterback is a very, very important position. If you look at the history of BYU football, especially in the last 50 or so years since Lavelle Edwards took over as BYU's head coach. Seemingly so as BYU's quarterback goes, goes the BYU football program. When they have elite level or above average quarterback play, well, those teams simply are, are better than teams when BYU's had marginal or maybe average and, in worst case scenario, uh, less than average quarterback play. It really uh, kind of coincides with the BYU in their greatest seasons is when they've had elite quarterback play. You can go back through the history books. Look at what Jim McMahon accomplished. Look at what Mark Wilson accomplished. Steve Young, Robbie Bosco. Coming to the 1990s, the Heisman Trophy winner, Ty Detmer. 1996 with Steve Sarkeesian. 06 with uh, John Beck. 07 through 09 with Max Hall. Zach Wilson in 2020. Jaron Hall, 2021-2022. When they've had very good quarterback play, traditionally BYU has done very well. The question for BYU going into this spring camp is there are a ton of guys in that quarterback room for BYU. Are really any of them going to be able to establish themselves over the 15 practices BYU is allotted over the next month in March and, and spring camp to really separate themselves and set themselves up to be the quote-unquote guy going into training camp in August and obviously be QB1 going into the 2024 football season? Let's uh, take a glance at this. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to throw up a little bit of a graphic. And I, I put these together on the fly, and the graphic didn't necessarily render as, as big as I wanted it to. But uh, if you uh, glance at it, you should be able to get an idea of who is in the mix here at BYU. And this is just a slide one of two. But uh, laying out the quarterbacks in the BYU quarterback room right now, and it starts with Jake Rutzloff. Obviously, he is the incumbent. I uh, started the last four games of BYU's 2023 football season. 
Had a lot of up and down moments for BYU. But the bigger question is, is he going to be able to fend off all comers and remain as QB1 for BYU? I would still put my money on him being the guy when BYU kicks off the season exactly 200 days away from today. Funny enough, 200 days uh, till Southern Illinois is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium on August 31st to take on BYU. I would put the odds pretty much like 60 to 40 in terms of like 60% on Jake Retzloff being BYU's QB1, 40% being the field. He has got the inside edge, obviously, with the experience he's had in BYU's offense. Uh, very few other quarterbacks on BYU's roster. In fact, I don't I don't think I can recall one have any game experience at BYU. So yeah, he's got that inside edge. And I would expect that he's going into spring camp feeling fairly confident about his ability to go and uh, win that football job. Uh, now, the other one uh, that I'm looking at is Gary Bohannon. Now, Gary Bohannon is a sixth-year senior uh, for BYU, a guy that BYU thinks can come in and compete for time. He's got familiarity with BYU's overall offensive concepts, having run a similar offense at Baylor under Jeff Grimes and Matt Mitchell, who is BYU's quarterbacks coach. He's officially a graduate, not a graduate, he's he's an analyst with the BYU football program, but he's the quarterbacks coach. He worked with Gary Bohannon when he was at Baylor before coming to BYU. So there is familiarity with Gary Bohannon, what he offers to the BYU football program. The number one question for Gary Bohannon is, is that shoulder that he had surgically reconstructed has knocked him out for more than 18 months at this point is he really going to be able to come in here and show off the arm talent to win the job he in my mind is the top contender to take the job away from Jake Resloff of anybody uh, but he's obviously got to be able to prove that he is far and away the best option if he's going to steal that job from a guy like Jake Retzloff. now the other guy uh, to another transfer into this uh, football program that is uh, got a uh, game experience at the FBS level is Trayson Borgay now he is a guy out of Arizona in the prep ranks went to Western Western Michigan. Uh, pardon me. Uh, the last two years has started multiple games for the uh, Mustangs during his time playing for Western Michigan. Can he come in and he is a walk on uh, to be very clear about this joining the BYU football program? But you cannot uh, discount the fact that he's got game experience. Can he come in and emerge as maybe like one of those quote unquote dark horse candidates that you don't necessarily expect to win the job? Could he emerge and become the guy for BYU? I would say that he is a. Uh, third in the pecking order here, if not worse than that in my mind, but he's got the opportunity. He's been given that opportunity to come to BYU and compete. Now, I will also clarify this. I've had a couple of you reach out about uh, the situation with the scholarship allotment here for BYU. As I understand it, Jake Retzloff, Gary Bohannon, uh, Cade Fennigan, Ryder Burton uh, are all on scholarship for BYU currently as their quarterbacks on scholarship. Now, there's been some question apparently on Gary Bohannon being on scholarship, and I can just say this. BYU does not announce guys officially signing with the football program unless they're on scholarship. He was announced on uh, this past Tuesday as part of signing day festivities for BYU. That should answer that question as if, as if, as to if Gary Bohannon is, is on scholarship. So hopefully that's clear that stuff up. But on to some other guys in the mix here. I would expect that Ryder Burton will be a popular name with BYU fans. He was a high school star at Springville High School, a stone's throw away from BYU. Came to BYU and the coaches uh, really liked his skill set, even after he had a, a very much a down senior season in high school as compared to his junior campaign. 
BYU still believed in him, brought him in, and they're continuing to develop him. Can he make a move this spring up the depth chart? That is a great question. Obviously, he'll be competing alongside guys like Cade Fennigan and Nick Billups at this point, who are both redshirt juniors, have been in this football program for a very, very long time. Uh, at this point, I'm not sure what you can really count on from either one of those guys, but they will all be doing their best to show what they're capable of. That's six guys we've gone through. And oh, by the way, here's a second slide. I'm going to throw this up here. Uh, include a true freshman in Noah Lugo, who signed with BYU and enrolled in uh, January. Can he get up to speed quick enough to be a factor in spring camp? I think he'd be hard-pressed to do that, but BYU really, really likes his skill set as a quarterback. And then you have the other quarterbacks, as I, I'm calling them, and I don't mean that to mean any denigration towards any of these young men, but they are uh, very far back in the pack in terms of the pecking order. In, in fact, three of them, as you will see on this graphic, or I will mention here, are currently uh, slated to go on missions or are going to be gray-shirting uh, before enrolling in January of 2025, if all goes according to plan. Now, Cole Hagen is a walk-on, uh, obviously start at Corner Canyon High School. His younger brother, Cody, is coming home off of a mission as a wide receiver. Uh, Cole spent last year working with the scout team and obviously trying to uh, integrate himself with the BYU football program. Uh, we'll see what he's capable of doing in spring camp with the reps he's allotted. Micah Faya is another name to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm not 100% certain on when Faya returns from his mission, so if he's returned and he's enrolled in school, I've not been able to confirm that. He's another guy who will be in the mix this fall for BYU if he remains with the BYU football program. And then the three others include Enoch Watson, who is mission-bound, Lance Reynolds III, who I believe will not be playing quarterback for BYU, I believe that he will be playing another position, but he is also mission-bound, and for the purposes of this conversation, we're going to leave him as a quarterback considering he was a quarterback at Orem High School since, uh, after committing to BYU as a preferred walk-on. And then the final name is Dylan Dunn, uh, obviously a late addition to BYU uh, and the preferred walk-on class out of Olathe, Kansas. He is a guy, as I understand, it will be a gray shirt, at least uh, currently slated to be a gray shirt for the 2024 football season with a preferred walk-on offer to join the football program next uh, January, so essentially January 2025. Uh, so uh, the, the other thing is Dylan Dunn could opt to go on a mission. That would obviously change uh, things for him as well. So really, right now, BYU's got at least eight and maybe as potentially as much as nine 10 guys in that quarterback room uh, in spring camp hoping to uh, do something. Here's the thing. I'm going to make a bold statement right now about this BYU quarterback position. You will see at least three and as many as five of those guys not with the BYU football program come fall camp. And what I mean by that is that could be guys entering the transfer portal. could be guys simply deciding to give up football. They've played football for a long time and decided it's time to move on with life. Could they make a position switch? Like I said, a guy like Lance Reynolds, even though he's mission-bound, I believe upon his return from his mission, he will very much be playing maybe safety or another position uh, for the Cougars, but that's my personal opinion. Or it could simply BYU uh, tell guys that, hey, we've got too many guys. You can do whatever you will, but you've got to find another spot, uh, maybe position change, you enter the transfer portal, but you're not playing quarterback for the BYU football program. It's going to be an interesting time because I think spring camp is going to be very close to the vest in terms of us as media availability, being able to watch quarterbacks compete all that much. We may see them throw some routes against air and that type of stuff, but I highly Highly doubt BYU runs much team-oriented uh, stuff with media eyes all around, but uh, we'll see. I, I am interested to see ultimately what comes out of spring camp, what coaches say about the QB Derby. Uh, 
but I am fully expecting them to be non-committal uh, coming out of spring camp about uh, one, maybe two guys being in the lead, but Aaron Roderick uh, marches to the beat of his own drum, and if he believes that he's got maybe a starter in mind, or if he believes he's got a group of guys, whether that's two or three guys, that he thinks are going to be that lead pack going into training camp, I also wouldn't be surprised at the end of spring camp if he makes that announcement and kind of puts guys on notice saying, okay, this is our core group we're focusing on going into the summer and obviously into training camp, but um, they're not going to tip their hand at all in spring camp, nor should they. I'll be also very frank about that. So there you go. Uh, 12 guys uh, on the BYU quarterback room roster that I could compile. Now, that, like I said, that number is very much subject to change, and I believe that will be very very much pared down by the time uh, we get to the start of the football season 200 days away from today. But uh, spring camp, going to be an interesting time to see if uh, really there's a lot of bodies in that quarterback room. Is really anybody going to be able to establish themselves as QB1 out of that unit? And that is a big, fat question mark for the BYU football program right now. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk some BYU basketball. It is uh, BYU and UCF tonight at the Marriott Center. A big showdown for BYU as they look to uh, uh, make it a two-game winning streak. A big week overall for BYU as well as they kind of hit a little bit of a a down spot in the Big 12 uh, conference race, or the Big 12 conference schedule, I should say. talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, FanDuel is here for you guys to get you guys getting buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Think about that. Your first bet, get $150 if that bet wins. It's as simple as that, my friends. Best part is you can have fun with the college basketball and NBA world right now with football in the rearview mirror. Uh, you can get quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, money line spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever you're into FanDuel's got the options for you guys. You can do it by going to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get started today. Shoot your shot today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. It's all courtesy of your friends at FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Locked uh, over at the, the Locked On Cougars podcast. is brought to you by our friends at Utah Community Credit Union. Now, Utah Community Credit Union has the Learn and Earn feature, part of the UCC mobile banking app, making it simple to learn about money. We all want to be smarter when it comes to our finances. We all talk about this all the time. If you heard me talk about this on this podcast, you've heard it once, you've heard it a thousand times, but more importantly, they want to make it so your family all can be as smart as they can be financially. The best part is they break down these topics, financial topics, into fun, bite-sized educational games. They feature quizzes and trivia. The best part is these uh, lessons can be done in a very short period of time. You accrue points when you complete each topic, and the best part is you uh, redeem those points for Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, or any other retailer they've got available in gift card form. It's a really, really fun way to get paid to learn about money. So take advantage of it today. It's all got age-appropriate content for every member of your family. All can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. The best part is this is all available inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play it anytime, anywhere. I have been a UCCU member since I was eight years old and since the new year. I've now accumulated one gift card to Amazon. My wife has already spent it, but we're well on our way to our second gift card. I'm going to cash this one in for Nike. So uh, take advantage of the opportunity given to you today, my friends. That's Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. Love where you bank. 
Thank you once again for being locked on Cougars, your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you and your uh, support of the podcast. I've had a couple of you reach out in recent days saying, hey, Jake, you were giving, a B-way, giving away BYU basketball tickets earlier on in the season. Have you stopped doing that? Uh, no, we have not stopped doing that, but we have changed the format of how we're giving those tickets away. We're giving them away exclusively to our Locked On Cougars Insiders group. Now, what it is is a 14-day free trial, and the way you interact with the show is via text messages on your phone. It's a really, really fun feature. I'm having a great time. We've got uh, nearly, I think, 65 subscribers currently have goals to get uh, to 100, 200, 1,000 uh, as soon as possible, but uh, 14-day free trial, $5 a month afterwards, and it's a way to interact with the show, like I said, direct communication via text messages that come directly to your phone. If you're interested in joining us and being in the mix to win those uh, BYU basketball tickets, we'll hit the link below. It's, it's in our show notes. Uh, you can join us and obviously uh, get inside intel on the Cougars, and at the same time, maybe uh, set yourself up to win along the way as well. Alright, let's talk some BYU basketball. Now, the BYU men's basketball program in action tonight at the Marriott Center, taking on the UCF Knights. The fellow newcomers to the Big 12 Conference already played once earlier this season. BYU got them down there in Orlando, 63-58, to and it was an absolute grinder of a game, as many of you might recall. The Palm Fronds were uh, waving proudly, but BYU got the dub, and it was a big dub at the time for BYU because it kind of stemmed uh, some of the bleeding BYU had going on. But uh, this is a crazy, crazy basketball conference, and you look at kind of what, uh, uh, since uh, BYU and uh UCF played uh, back in January. UCF is gone uh, win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss. Their most recent game, a loss at number 23, Texas Tech, over the weekend, 66-59. to And really, a lot of these games for UCF, they're not necessarily completely out of games, but teams are handling them uh, as well. That's the thing about this. It kind of is a boomer bust scenario for what UCF is going about here. Now, they did have a game at Houston where they scored just 42 points, and Houston, I believe, held them to something like 15% shooting, so uh, they have had their struggles offensively, and BYU has seen UCF already, so that familiarity is there as BYU and UCF get set to, to rematch. The interesting part I'm looking forward to in this game is how does UCF operate at uh, at uh, not sea level, at, at up a at, uh, mile above uh, sea level? Man, ele- elevation, man. I am all over the place today, but... I'm interested to see if they're able to adapt and if BYU starts getting them on a run, how quickly or if they will wilt under the pressure that BYU can put them under. The other thing about this is UCF, they have a pretty good home crowd, but they are not going to experience anything like that in Orlando like they will experience at BYU. 17,000 plus on Saturday night as BYU beat Kansas State. I'm expecting a similar type crowd as BYU takes on the Knights tonight. And I'm expecting BYU fans, and The Rock in particular, to have a major impact on this game. They're getting all kinds of plaudits out there for the fan engagement, the overall fan experience uh, for opposing teams. Because BYU, and I'll say this once, I'll say it again, you as Cougar fans out there, you guys aren't just fans simply of BYU football. You're not simply fans of BYU basketball. The one thing about a BYU fan, by and large, I'm not saying this is this is patent with a broad brush, but the vast majority in my experience of BYU fans, you're BYU fan first and foremost. That means BYU golf, BYU track and field. You're, you're rooting for the Cougars end of story. There's no doubt about that. Yes, you have your favorites. Some of you are volleyball fanatics. Some of you uh, may favor uh, basketball. Some of you, a lot of you actually probably favor BYU football, but you are a BYU fan first and foremost, and you're a hearty 
hearty bunch. So I got to tip my cap uh, to BYU fans. The student section at the Rock, uh, I have been out to, man, I haven't missed that many home games this season overall. And every time I'm there, the Rock is there early. Their full roar uh, minutes, not even just minutes, like an hour before the game. And the best part is that adds to the environment that BYU will be playing in tonight when UCF comes in. It wouldn't surprise me if the, the Knights come in and get a little bit rattled just with the overall nature of this game. Now, Jalen Sellers is still their leading scorer. 17 points per game. Darius Johnson, his backcourt running mate, 13.2 points per game. But their big man in the middle, Ibrahim Diallo, who was an absolute menace, if you recall, when BYU took him uh, took them on in uh, in Florida. He has uh, got a knee injury, and it's TBD if he plays in tonight's game. Uh, I am interested to see if he does play, because if he does, he changes the whole complexion of how UCF operates. He's got the ability just because he's a huge, huge body. Like You don't see very many big men like him, just overall frame and weight and size, his ability to protect the rim would make things a lot tougher on BYU. But as we saw on Saturday night, getting back Ali Khalifa into the lineup for BYU was just a masterstroke. His ability to set his teammates up, to pass from the high post, to kind of operate the offense, really took a lot of pressure off a guy like Dallin Hall, who, by the way, Dallin Hall did not look 100% on Saturday night. I had a couple of you reach out, a VR locked on Cougars insider group saying, hey, did he hurt his hand? Is he not feeling well, nobody's talking about that right now. I don't have any intel on that, and I actually feel bad that we didn't uh, ask Mark Pope after the game about a status on Dallin Hall, uh, speaking of the Kansas State game. But the nice part is a guy like uh, Ali Khalifa being able to step in and operate the offense is a big addition to take some stress off of Dallin Hall. But more importantly, we saw the return on Saturday night of Trey Stewart to the BYU basketball lineup. He actually played quite well, I thought, all things considered. He did pick up four fouls uh, during his minutes on the court for BYU, so that's not necessarily a great sign of uh, the fouls per minute and that type of metric for him. But what I saw from Trey Stewart was a more heady basketball player. He was benched after that Cincinnati game after he came in and in four minutes had four turnovers. That's just an unacceptable uh, turnover margin, and Mark Pope was not going to put up with it. The one thing Trey brings is he brings energy, he brings defense, his three-point shooting leaves quite a bit to be desired, but you can you can get by when you need to let Dallin Hall get a, a get a rest. And he has been uh, kind of redlining it uh, in many respects, just in terms of the overall minutes he's been playing. I think he's getting a little bit worn down, speaking of Hall. So if uh, Trey Stewart can continue to play like he did Saturday night and channel the good things he took from that performance into this game tonight, I think it would go a long way to really, really lightening the load alongside Ali Khalifa on a guy like Dallin Hall and really allow him to operate when he's at his best by maybe playing, keeping him around 30 minutes would be better than pushing it to 35, 36, 37. Some of these games that he's been playing, he's been playing that many minutes. And I think it's having an effect on the overall effectiveness of Dallin Hall on the court. But it's a big game tonight. As I mentioned, UCF's going to come in here thinking, okay, they got us at our home place. We're going to get them on their home floor. But the bigger thing for BYU, I, I feel like they need to focus on in tonight's game, is getting to 2-0 this week. You've got UCF and you've got Oklahoma State on the road on Saturday. They are two of the teams below you in the standings overall. And BYU needs to pick up some wins here. And these are the two really looking at BYU's schedule the rest of the way. These are the two, I think, guaranteed type wins. I'm not saying they're guaranteed by any means because we have seen the Big 12. It is an absolute dogfight every single time you take the court in this league. And it doesn't matter if it's Oklahoma State or if it's Houston or who anybody in between because Houston's number one in the, in the league right now. Oklahoma State's bringing up the rear. 
any single night, one of those teams can get up and get you. And that's what BYU's got to avoid as they take on UCF tonight in the first place and then hopefully uh, get the win at Oklahoma State. You can push your record, speaking of BYU, uh, to 7-5 and five in conference play. Well, guess what? You're going to be in the mix the entire rest of the way. If you go 0-2 this week, well, that would pretend, I think, some very, very... Uh, harsh feelings for BYU. Good news is also yesterday, BYU jumped up to number 19 in the national ranking, so a mark of respect as they lost to uh, Oklahoma on the road, but then bounced back and beat Kansas State. The national pollsters uh, rewarded BYU with a two-spot uh, jump in the national poll, so this is a top 20 ranked BYU basketball program. They remained ranked. They remain on track. Uh, the Athletic has them currently as a lock for March Madness, so at this point, BYU's playing for seeding, and you have to avoid losses, like a loss tonight would be. And I'm not saying that UCF's a bad loss, but it's one of those things that you very much should and could avoid. And I expect BYU will be able to handle their business and take care of the UCF Knights in the Marriott Center tonight. Uh, You got thoughts, you got predictions. I'd love to hear from you guys. Drop them in the show notes below. Let us know what you think. And obviously, uh, we'll do a full recap. I'm probably, yeah, I'll probably have a postcast as well. We'll probably separate that out after the game goes final uh, tonight as well. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk a little bit more about BYU basketball, but we're going to flip over to the women's side of things. Uh, some hardware being collected by BYU women's basketball after a very successful week last week. We'll talk about all that and a couple other notes on BYU sports as we wrap up this edition of Locked on Cougars. Now, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home, what brings home the winning trophy is also what brings home your ride or die alive. And the best part is eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much, much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or you get your money. Back because with eBay Motors, you're running burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that victory, my friends. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Uh, just a PSA: eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is available only to U.S. customers. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to remind you guys that Locked On's first uh, launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, but it's also now available on Amazon Fire TV. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local, expert, local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV as well as YouTube. But I encourage you guys to check that out. I'm on there every so often, uh, but the best part is, you can get caught up really on like the news of the day in a very quick succession by checking out that channel. All right, before we go on today's show, let's get you updated on a couple of notes uh, for BYU. Now, uh, BYU women's basketball, we talked about it yesterday, had a very successful week uh, getting an upset last week over Baylor and then winning on the road at Cincinnati for their first uh, uh, back-to-back Big 12 wins, but more importantly, their, more importantly, their first Big 12 road win. Well, for their performance, uh, Lauren Gustin and Amari Whiting swept the Big 12 women's basketball player weekly awards uh, yesterday. Those were announced. Lauren Gustin just continues to be an absolute uh, double-double machine for BYU. Uh, That win over number 18 Baylor at the time was their first AP Top 25 win of the season. 
And once again, I said their first uh, road win as well as they beat uh, Cincinnati on the road. And then Amari Whiting uh, continues to be a standout freshman. This is still a relatively young BYU women's basketball team. Lauren Gustin is obviously the the oldest player and the, the most experienced player on that roster. But Amari Whiting is a true freshman. She's really, really shown some nice things. She's a, a bulldog defensively. I really, if you watch, there's a, a link. I think Sean Walker put it out on social media. Her ability to kind of just redirect and not allow other teams and players to get uh, inside leverage on her and drive into the paint. It's awesome. And it pretends that she is going to be a force in the Big 12 down the road. Now, she is the daughter of BYU head coach Amber Whiting, but she has proven that she is a very very capable player and congratulations to her on uh, receiving freshman of the week honors and also Lauren Gustin once again uh, winning a player of the week just for her performances it's really cool to see uh, them getting some hardware here and uh, cool to see them get it in the same week but wait when you go 2-0 on the week and uh, notch some firsts uh, what as it were for BYU women's basketball you should be rewarded for that so congratulations uh, to coach Whiting uh, to Lauren Gustin as well as Amari Whiting on all of those honors and uh, I'm looking forward to tonight now, BYU women's basketball, they are at UCF uh, this afternoon. Technically, it'll be a 4 o'clock Mountain Time tip. That's 6 o'clock uh, there in uh, Orlando. If you want to tune into that, it's on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, same as BYU men's basketball uh, this evening. So, if you want to make it a double header, you can do that. They'll also be on BYU Radio, uh, both women's and men's hoops. Uh, it's 107.9 FM BYU Radio for the women's, and obviously you can find it at BYU Radio, KSL, etc. for BYU men's basketball. But four o'clock for the women, seven o'clock for the men, and fingers crossed here the BYU goes two and zero today against the Knights. I'm looking forward to BYU men's basketball. I'm planning to be out at the Marriott Center, barring something unforeseen. But I kind of see this game going where BYU uh, essentially runs you. And it runs them ragged at elevation. I can see this game ending up like something like 78 67 for BYU, a double digit win, and obviously a riding high with a, would be a two game win streak heading into Oklahoma State on Saturday in Stillwater. But we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll recap it all on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. And as always, thank you for your continued support of the podcast. It really means the world to me that you guys enjoy it as much as you do. The thousands of you who listen to it via audio, watch it via YouTube, no matter how you consume it, thank you for your patronage and your support. Until next time, my friends, thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you for being everydayers with us here, and we'll be back again tomorrow right here on Locked On Cougars.